The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. So we're a couple of Asian Americans who grew up in Hawaii back in the 70s and 80s. And in this episode, we talk about kind of what it was like back then to realize slowly over time that we were gay. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. To Asian American lesbian story time. All right, so today we are, we are going to talk about when we first knew we were gay, or at least knew we were not straight. We're a little crooked. But before that, we're going to share a little bit about the fun we've been having. So much fun <laughs> with educating toast on certain classic movies. Now, we're not talking about classic as in Casablanca or Gone with the Wind. Whoa, that's way back there. Not not those movies, but just movies from our childhood and beyond that I'm often shocked when Toast says, oh, I didn't see that. And so I've been exposing her and forcing her (laughs) to watch certain movies because again if you've just started listening to this podcast toast is she doesn't really love tv she doesn't really love watching movies she'd rather be listening to podcasts reading books and that sort of thing i have a limited attention span correct correct naturally so this yeah. is so this is so, actually good because it's helping you to focus. It's almost like meditation for you. Well, I don't know about <laughs> that, but uh, but it has been fun. Okay. This, the, okay. So this is pop culture education, kind of, right? Kind of. Um, so we've seen three movies in this don't say, don't genre tell so far. No, I won't tell. Okay. I won't say all of them. But the one that relates to this topic of when did you first know you were gay? Kind of, right? There's a character in this one where, where we've had, Sienna and I have had a little joke about, and the movie is The Outsiders, which is based on, I, I knew that it was based on a book by S.E. Hinton. I remember that being a thing mm-hmm. um, back when we were uh, That's probably young-uns. why you were open to watching it, because it had to do with a book. <laughs> But over the years, so Toast and I have been together for over 21 years now, 22 years now, over 22 years now. And throughout these years, there have been so many times where 
I don't know, the outsiders were mentioned. And she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. And I'm always shocked, like, what? You didn't see the outsiders? You're not a real American. What? And she's never been in the mood to, to see, the, see the outsiders. And recently, it came up again. And I said, come on, you have to watch this movie. And she would just be like, I don't really, I no, maybe not. I'm just not in the mood right now. And I have to... In this whole thing, kind of like it doesn't matter if I'm in the mood. We're well, watching; I mean, it's going to come on the TV, oh, and I can't do anything else except start watching it. And then I get in the mood. You do get in the mood, and it's kind of like there's no foreplay that can be had to make you really want to watch these movies. Yeah, you just have to start. You just <laughs> right, and it's just and then you shocking. get in the mood, right? And and but I have been pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. that you've been hanging in there watching these movies. I mean, we are, we are watching good movies, you know? Well, that's how they get on the list. Right, right. That is how they get on the list. And, so the outsiders. And part, part of the enjoyment is coming from the fact that I know that these are good iconic movies, movies of a yes. sort. Yes. And also from, we're seeing them out of context because these movies were a big deal back when they first came out. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about like in the 80s, you know? So it's kind of... Like feels like an archaeological experience <laughs> to, uh, or anthropological experience to be like, okay, we are watching a movie that was a big deal that long ago and kind of like just taking in the style of the movie. There's so much more to take in now. The, the soundtrack, the style mm-hmm. of acting, the way things are shot. and um, because, in, because The Outsiders, even though it came out in the 80s, it was set in the 60s. Yes. Right? Right. Okay. So there's so much about Oh, it. and I was also I was also like, oh, okay, cool. Because according to the Wikipedia entry, the book The Outsiders, which was written by a teenage person, mm-hmm. um, kind of established the young adult genre. Yes. So I was like, oh, that's yeah, really that was interesting. interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So lots to but say what about did you the think outsiders. About, well, but, but what did you think about the movie? Oh, it was charming because of the, there was a simple innocence about it, even though it was addressing the issues of mm, class, class. Yeah. Um, and economic disparities and yeah. all that sort of thing. There was still this very, yeah, simple innocence about the way that it was presented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and if any of you have not seen The Outsiders, you might enjoy knowing that this movie has the beginnings of all these amazing actors like Patrick Swayze, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, C. Thomas Howell, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, mm. and Diane Lane. Hmm. Who is the character that we <laughs> mentioned earlier, that we referred to earlier? Anyone who's gay anyone knew they were gay. It was confirmed they were gay or lesbian. Oh, okay. lesbian, Les- right? If you saw The Outsiders and left feeling a little tingly about Diane Lane, 
That confirmed it, right? This is beyond girl crush. A lot of straight women say, oh, yeah, I have a girl crush on so-and-so. That's what they say these days. Oh, really? Girl crush, right? But it's just more of an admiration. You know, it's not a gay thing. But back in the day, if you saw The Outsiders and Diane Lane was lingering in your mind and your heart... That means you're a lesbian. So anyways, but that was, we will, we will share in some of our, some of the future podcasts a little bit more about some of the other movies that I'm exposing toast to. Anything else you want to say about The Outsiders? Uh, gosh, I mean, I guess we could talk a lot about it. I I didn't, I didn't make all of my notes down there, but, but it was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I will say. It was sweet and heartfelt and, um. What's what's also been interesting about seeing these movies is that I have seen portions of each of these movies. Mm, mm-hmm, you know, certain mm-hmm. famous scenes. Somehow, I've I've seen them. What was the famous scene in this movie that you 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 remember? I remember um, seeing seeing the scene where um, Ralph Macchio's character is in the hospital. Oh. I don't know which of those scenes, yep. but I remember, yep. you know, seeing that whole, like, stay gold and all of that oh, stuff. Oh, my yeah. God. I remember that. Which, by the way, that song is so beautiful. Stay Gold by Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. He sings it. Oh, my gosh. And I think I really like the whole, you know, Robert Frost being the oh, being my God, such the a poem. prominent thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's... <laughs> If anyone out there has not seen that movie, you must. The Outsiders. A classic. All right. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. So the question for this episode is, when did you first know you were gay? But we're kind of modifying that to say, when did you first know that you weren't perfectly Something straight. Something was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a more updated mm-hmm. way of talking about this issue. Because, yeah, when we were first, well, when I was first coming out, and this was back in the 90s, that, it was, that was a question, right? How, did you, how do you know if you're gay? Mm. But I think things have progressed in a positive things way so to different. me. Yeah. Um, where now we have terms like fluid. Right. You know, and we don't, we're not assuming that each person's going to be in a certain box. Right. Gay exactly or straight. That. And it's like we acknowledge more the, the spectrum and the fluidity. And I think that's great. Yeah. What was, that, what was that show from the 50s, the Kinsey scale? Do you remember? Where they talked about sexuality being fluid. Yeah, it's a spectrum. And it was kind of big during, the, during its time. Hmm. 
Do you remember that I, show? I can't remember. I know what that show term, that was. the Kinsey scale. But, but yeah, there was a TV series about yeah, those researchers, was, right? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty interesting. So, what was that for you, Toast? Okay. So, as I have said many times, I grew up in an evangelical Christian household, and I was not even aware that there was any other way to be other than heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though I was aware of feelings mm-hmm. and attractions and things like that. Give us an age. How, how, what are you talking about? How old okay. are you when so, you're saying you're aware of... Yeah. So this is in retrospect, right? Like mm-hmm. looking back, I can say, I can, pro- I can say that, you know, probably when I was, gosh, seven mm-hmm. or so, you felt drawn. you know, it's not like I was keeping a diary at that age, so I don't know exactly, mm-hmm. but I do remember that at the end of our street in our suburban neighborhood, there was a family there and there was a, a little girl there. She was maybe a year or two older than me, I think. Ooh, um, older women, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, um, I can say that, oh yeah, I think I, I remember having like a kind of, um, yeah, I guess an attraction or mm-hmm. a, a liking her, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say as, as young as that. Seven. Yeah. Now, did you have, do you remember and having, because heterosexuality was kind of the only thing, mm-hmm. it's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember having what you thought were crushes on boys at all? Because it was no, normal, I, like you have those? No. In fact, this is another topic, but it's definitely related. Like okay. I think, I think if I was growing up now, mm-hmm. I would probably say, raise my hand and say, I'm trans. Mm. Probably. Okay. Because again, looking back, um, you know, that like, is a whole other topic. We should write that down. Okay. Yes. Yes. It okay. is. It is down. Okay. <laughs> um, but look, looking back, like I had action figures, mm-hmm. I had no Barbies, mm-hmm. no interest in Barbies or makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I want you know, guns and, uh, and not again, and again that, you know, listen, listening to me say that now it's Mm -hmm. like, well, that's very sexist. Yeah. Right. Cause it doesn't mean. Right. That you're, yeah. Like, oh, do all boys like guns? Right. 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 Whatever. But I'm just sharing (laughs) from your experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of thought, thought of myself as like, a guy, mm. like a, a boy, like I'm interested in things that boys are interested in. Yeah. Um, whoops. So no, I can't, I don't recall having any kind of attractions of that way to guys okay. or boys. I'm trying to think I had, I had a best friend who was a boy, but it was like, you know, I was one of the guys kind of right, thing. Right, right. You know, and we would play Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and I was not Princess Leia. Right. You know. Okay, so you had the crush on the girl down the street. So what was another moment or memory where you're like, huh? Okay. So I would say there were... Okay, let's go in chronological yeah, order. Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> it's helpful. Um, okay. Okay. Seven. So, 
And then we have a long gap because I don't recall any kind of attraction to like uh, another person or until okay. high school. Okay. And now again, looking back, it's like, okay, well, no wonder that was so awkward. Is because like I had a good friend who was a girl. Okay. But I, I was attracted to her. I can say that now. It's like, oh, I was attracted to her. But like you in didn't, a lesbian kind of way. But you didn't but, recognize it as a lesbian kind of way in when it was happening. Yeah, because I didn't know okay. lesbians existed. Right. And I right. was just like, wow, this is a really strong feeling. And I feel mm-hmm. really weird and awkward about mm-hmm. it. And I don't know really how to express it because now I'm going to sound like I'm freaking weird and like a pervert. Mm-hmm. But were you, you thinking... Know? But you're saying that... And this was in the 80s. Okay, just but to you're saying context. that when you look back, you knew, oh, yes, it was in a lesbian kind of way. Yes. But in real time, in that time, was it sexual? In that time, like during... It was romantic. I know that. Okay. I don't... I don't... Okay. I can't... I don't think I had like explicit like sexual... Mm-hmm. Because again, huh? you didn't think that that was an option. I guess maybe maybe maybe, romance. maybe even unconsciously, I I was like, no, you don't do that. Okay, okay, you know, yeah, because you were um, raised <laughs> very yes, yeah, mm-hmm. huh? Okay, and then what um, happened? And then from there, okay, so from there after that, I would say uh, college. Okay. I had also oh, very close friends. Okay. I had a close friend. And how did we know each other? It's because both of us were in a Christian group. Oh, that's right. Okay. You yes. Know? And um, we, were, we were really good friends. She was also Asian, American. And um, <laughs> so funny. Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my God. This was like so lesbian. Super, Is that what you- <laughs> this was super late. I, I Was it 80? Late. It was between the 80s and 90s, so around there. Okay. Right around there. And this group was so Christian. And again, just to give you the idea of the atmosphere that was um, considered normal in this particular evangelical Christian group. Okay. There was a time where me and this other good friend of mine who was in this Christian group, just hanging out with some other guys who are also in this Christian group. And for some reason, I don't remember the exact context, but the the con- the question came up, um, posed to the both of us, us Asian American tomboyish, you mm-hmm. know, Christian college agers. Yeah. The question posed to us by these gay. I was going to say gay guys. Yeah. They weren't gay guys. They were. They were. <laughs> who knows if they were? Um, um, was do you think you do you think you have the gift of celibacy? And well, that what was does that asked mean in for all people who seriousness? Who, well, what is the gift of the it? The gift, mean? like, does the Holy Spirit help you by gifting you and making it so easy for you not to be what sexual? And I guess that's assumed because, well, if you don't have boyfriends, oh, if you're not, you know, if you've never had a boyfriend, then you obviously don't have any sexual, you know, feelings or things. Because uh, if you did, you would have you would have gone on dates. So does that mean like you're asexual? I guess so. Okay. I guess so. That was the thinking, right? Because so again, that shows you that, well, the only category for sexuality 
is heterosexuality, mm. right? And if you're not heterosexual, mm-hmm. then you're not even sexual. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, going back to how did you first know you weren't? So, but that tomboy person was a person you feel like looking back, you had an interest in. Yes. I think I started to, yes, yes. Because we did have a very, very close friendship. Yeah. But then when I started to realize, okay, wait, wait a minute, hold on here, put on the brakes. Because I started to become aware of like, oh, oh, there's a thing called being homosexual. And that is just not accepted in this Christian community. You yeah. cannot know, you know, um, you're going to be kicked out. You're going to be put into the category of just a horrible person. You know, mm. you're X'd out. You are X'd out of the hmm. uh, just society. Okay. You know? Yeah. So that's when I kind of, I just started to distance myself okay. from the entirety of my social life, really, because Christianity in general, you know, church and the college group, yeah, and all of my friends, you know, good friends were like in this Christian circle in society. So I was like, oh, I'm going to start back, you know, away from that <laughs> and so, doing my own uh, learning and outside of, you know, what this particular culture has taught me and told me and and that's a, and that's a whole other podcast too, because that must have been so difficult to do. When that's all, you know what? Let's save that for another podcast. Okay. okay. But yeah, because I just think that must have been so difficult. Um, so that's when I started to really actually figure it out. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's, right. yeah. So no characters. Like, I know there's, like, this big gap from seven years old to high school. Mm-hmm. So no TV characters that you had little crushes no, on or, you know. Or Princess Leia. Hello. No. Really? She's not my type. Even that infamous Princess Leia gold bathing suit <laughs> no, scene no, that people no. always, like, talk about. <laughs> no? No. No. Huh. That's funny. You were more interested in being the... Luke Skywalker, like really being your more tomboy self, expressing that. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. See, that's probably like religion, right? Like religion kind of really not allowing the space to have those other thoughts. It's so strong and ingrained. It's like, there's no, it's just not there. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought about that aspect of it so much yeah um oh what no (laughs) what well because now you're mentioning like um tv shows and stuff right so now i'm i'm remembering um joe on the facts of life oh yes joe she was the lesbian yes (laughs) yeah i appreciate them having that yeah character I remember her. But did you have a crush on her? No. Because you no. were like, oh. No, it wasn't a crush. It's just like, I'm just trying to oh, think hey, of I'm kind of like her. Culture. Like, like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a whole other podcast topic. Okay. Well, we're just growing up, up with all of these topics. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what about you? What about you? Well, your story is pretty different. 
Well, again, okay, so I grew up around a lot of gay people in my family. I've mentioned my uh, growing up in a Catholic household, um, and my godparents were was uh, they were gay. My godparents were gay, not together. They were brother and sister, but both of them happened to be gay. The the yeah. So and anyways. have their same sex partners. Yeah, and they okay. have their same sex partners. But I have a question for you because was the term gay mm-hmm. used openly in no. your family? No, never. Okay, so you just knew. Okay, so how did <laughs> do you recall learning like or? you know, the, the word gay and what that no. meant. Oh, recall You know what I mean? It. Um, I don't have a memory of that, mm. of like learning what that was. Mm. I just knew what it was because just ever since being so little and having auntie and auntie and uncle and uncle, mm-hmm. you know, couples, it was just, they were together. Like they, I don't know, there was never anything... Weird about it, except for the fact that even though there were gay people in my family, it there was this tone of you don't explicitly talk about it, you just accept it by welcoming these people into the family, but you're not talking about, you're not using the word gay or lesbian hmm. at all, you know? So I do remember just for me, even though that was in my space, mm-hmm. gays, lesbians were in my space, in my family, I truly never thought that was an option for me. Like, I just never thought I you, was gay. Okay. You know? You just assumed you were straight. I assumed I was straight because okay. I liked boys. Okay. I was kind well, of... Well, then, yes, you would have... Yeah, so yeah. I, I assumed okay. I was straight. Okay. And I just, I really thought, well, okay, so if I like boys, I never thought I could also like girls. So being bisexual wasn't mm-hmm. represented in my family at mm-hmm. all. Okay. Um, bisexual also seemed like such a weird thing. Mm. It was like you had to be straight or you had to be gay. Mm. Bisexual is kind of weird. And even now, I don't even know if there's bisexuals. You're just fluid, like what you were saying mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. right? So I know that in... So I I liked boys all the way up until I went to an all-girls school. And then in seventh grade... So all through this time. So in seventh grade, I had someone who I think liked me. But I didn't recognize it as that. And we just became best of friends. And I do remember having a closeness to her that I never felt with anyone before. Mm. With like my best friends from before, there was just this other level of closeness. And then I think I mentioned her in another podcast, but then when she tried to kiss me, I panicked and I felt like I am not gay. Mm. I am just not gay. And then later when I... um got closer to another girl and we were best friends, then I was like, oh, maybe I am gay. It was just not the right person. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I think I might be gay. Mm. So did you, did you associate it with like, oh my gosh, I might be like my auntie who has an, an auntie partner. 
like that? Did you? I I did. And I think part of the confusing issue for me was that growing up, the aunties in my life were very tomboys. So they were Mm. like dykes, right? I know people now, they don't, they say we're not supposed to say that word. We're old school. So we'll say it. Like they were, they were dykey. They were very tom, tomboyish. They were like, I hate this word, but they were like butchy. I hate that word, you guys. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say I hate it. it. Okay, so so they were like that, and both of them in the couple mm-hmm. were were like that. Mm-hmm. So they leaned more masculine, wow. even though wow. one of them probably had more feminine qualities, because that's just how life is—the polarity. But because of that, I think I wrote myself off. Like, I can't, there's no way. I'm so feminine. There's no way I'm gay. Mm-hmm. I thought gay people were dykey. Yeah. So there's no way I'm gay. Right, right. And so, yeah. So then, so anyways, then I, then, so I think I later did date some guys. I dated women. It was like, so I do think that in a big way, I'm probably bisexual, but mm-hmm. lean heavily lesbian. Mm-hmm. That, that's really what I think today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I look back at my childhood, only now knowing that I'm gay, when I look back at my childhood, there were moments when I'm like, oh, okay. I remember when my friend and I, we were playing house and she was more feminine than me believe it or not, there okay. was such a Whoa. thing. Whoa. And I was the husband mm. and she was the wife. Mm-hmm. I remember and we were playing house mm-hmm. and then we were kissing. Mm. And I remember that now and I'm like, oh, maybe that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was an opening there mm-hmm. for me to be dykey or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also to the way that you were raised, you know, you yourself as an individual were raised very much to be, uh, for lack of a better word, feminine. Right. You know, had a lot of emphasis being placed on the makeup and the jewelry and the hair and the clothes and and all that stuff. Yeah. I think if I was raised by my, I was raised by my grandma. Mm -hmm. I think if I was raised by my dad, I'd probably be dykey, Mm. you know? Yeah. I don't know how much of that aspect is nurtured, but I do think that right. I might have more of those qualities. Yeah. So, and that you know what, that's a whole nother episode too. I got to got to write down. Got to write all like these being, ideas down. Being what used to be called femme, yeah, right, when you're yeah. lesbian. Huh. Yeah. Anyways. Mm. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully that conversation was helpful to somebody. <laughs> out there if you're still listening share with us your stories we would love to hear direct message us oh yes so you can find us on instagram um sienna and toast all one word sienna with one n sienna and toast is our handle um yeah it's just it's just so interesting having been alive to experience all the whole you know progress of acceptance and just what is considered um normal or acceptable and okay to talk about in public. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's important that we do keep talking about it and not take it for granted because as we have seen, things can also devolve. Right. And because too, I think there are probably, I remember when we first started doing 
our podcast, and there were hardly any other podcasts around, we had people in their 50s and 60s first coming out. Mm -hmm. And so there might be people out there in their 50s and 60s and maybe even later wanting to come out, but they grew up in a different time. And even though it might seem easier for the kids nowadays, you know, it's still difficult for some people, whether you're young or older. Yeah, there's there definitely is a, still there is there are challenges still. So there, yeah, there's still judgment and oh, yeah. um, even self judgment. You know, right, that's a whole other podcast. Right, host. All right, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, and until next time, just keep doing it. Live your love story. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson, we will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.